Spend some time with the open mic. Your Irish hosts share really great bits. You laugh till you cry and make butt jogging kits. All on the open mic. Oh, black, oh, black, oh, the spam research. I should have me stickers and t shirts. In pound, your mom is the funniest thing I've heard. Or maybe instead, it's you ain't no nerd. They'll share many files and elephant news. So you juggers, you keep chugging that booze. They'll talk about James Ugazette. How the extra's not free and no one gives a shit. So go to the side, it's the open neck. I don't want to hear your excuses. You can listen now, download it. So spend some time with the open <laughs> All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Janesville Irish Fest Spectacular episode. All right. The Open Mick Podcast. Irish Fest. How coming about off, Irish Fest, huh? Yeah, coming off a great weekend of Irish Fest. We uh, took part in quite a bit of it. Got a little burned out toward the end there, though. You can only drink so much. Oh, man. I mean, what? It was like Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And, yeah, by Sunday, I didn't really want to do anything at all. No, it was... What a great time, though. We started out Thursday night. We uh, went to the, the armory for the comedy night. That was fun. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, enjoyed those comedians, and then we uh, headed downtown to uh, O'Reilly's. No, it's called Irish Fest, but it sounds pretty familiar with what we do quite a bit. Oh yeah, you know, I'm thinking about it, but it was just another weekend. But what a what a great crowd! But it was packed, yeah, dude. Um, food was awesome. Um, man, there's like that uh, uh, bagpipers everywhere. Yeah, that one dude walking around with the bagpipes. Yeah, ruining meals. Yeah. Hurt my eardrum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was good. <laughs> so we made it there Thursday night. Then uh, Friday, I recovered somewhere around noon when I woke <laughs> up. And uh, then I went, I went to uh, a guy made a documentary about the Irish family, a couple of the Irish families in Janesville, and uh, the Irish coming to Janesville and building stuff. So we went to that, to the premiere of that. That was really neat. And how was it? Because there was like... Uh authentic buffet dinner and stuff there right yeah apparently they used to eat really good now i always thought it was just boiled potatoes yeah like a potato buffet maybe yeah have like, like maybe some bark yeah maybe some like potato salad <laughs> maybe some raw yeah maybe. throw a little irish bacon a little irish sour cream on the potato yeah a little irish sushi right yeah but they didn't have uh, any of that they did have mashed potatoes oh with and there was something green in there that goes to be festive oh boy but they also they had food. The food was amazing. I mean, I picked out. I, I had chicken and roast beef and pork and not roast beef, uh, prime rib. Nice. Prime rib. They had some sort of a bean of some sort with sauce on it. Mm. Um, I had a couple of Guinnesses just to stay festive. They actually tasted better at an Irish party. Usually I have a hard time drinking those. It was nice to see, actually see Guinness at this Irish fest. Yeah, I like the Milwaukee one. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. Like Guinness was actually a sponsor, so that was pretty sweet. I think they were a pretty big sponsor too. They were everywhere. Their name was everywhere. Oh yeah, they were a big sponsor. We even got some uh, 
if you got some Guinness out and about, like you got free like canned koozies and stuff. Yeah, the wonderful waitress. We should have got her name at the Armory. She yeah. hooked us up with some uh, canned koozies. Yeah, that was real cool. So then, like, how was the documentary? Because I didn't see it, but... It was good. In fact, the documentary, within the first five minutes, stars our very own double-A Andy Anderson. So, you know, there's a bunch of people told me I had a cameo in there. I, sh- oh, I should have pulled the audio off it. Yeah. I will. next For the next show, I'll, I'll pull the audio off it. That's funny. I didn't even know about this. this that was pretty cool. Oh, I wish I would have thought of that, darn it. <laughs> yeah, the documentary is good. But your family was a big part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, talked about my great, great, great grandpa. I think it was. Yeah, that's cool. They came over and interviewed my dad with a whole bunch of stuff. And but yeah, it was real cool. It was real interesting. I read about half the book. It's not a real huge book by any means, but it's fun read. You know, all the stories and Irish. Was stories. the book based off of the documentary? Was yeah. it kind of coincide with the. Yeah, it's pretty dang close. Yeah, was okay. what I was reading on there. I was able to link back to the documentary quite a bit of it. Because at the party they did the premiere where, you know, they had the big screen up there and everybody sat and watched it. But yeah, uh, there was a few hundred people at that. And then they had an exhibit, the Historical Society had an exhibit out in the lobby of pictures of different families from back in the olden days hmm. where everybody worked really hard and never smiled for pictures. And Sure, sure. So it was, it was a real neat time and that wrapped up and headed back down to O'Reilly's. A lot of activity down at O'Reilly's. I think that might have been the mecca of Irish Fest, I think it's safe to say. And there was like a whiskey tasting. that We kind of missed out on that, but that yeah. happened down there. I did taste a little bit of it, and then, but uh, it wasn't part of that. <laughs> well, and then like Gaelic Storm was there mm-hmm. for a little after party. It was pretty busy down there during that. Yeah. Um, what else was going on? Oh, like they had um, the Irish Fest like merchandise, like the t-shirts and sweatshirts. Yeah. And uh, apparently if you didn't get a chance to get one of those, you can still get them online. And because uh, I guess they have like a bunch left over, but you can, like, I think they're discounted by like five bucks or something. Oh, I knew there was a good reason I waited. So yeah. I paid off. So I have a link. Um, I'll have to share that link, but you can order them right online. So that mean they're not going to do it next year? No, well, I think the merch had the specific date on oh. it. So, but I heard they are planning, they're going to plan for next year. So oh, good. That's pretty cool. Good, yeah. Yeah, so Friday night we went back down to O'Reilly's. Closed it up that night, too. Um, Saturday, and then we had the, the JWA wrestling show. That was nuts, right? That was, was so cool. Like, we had the... Uh, um, podcast table was right at ringside. Yeah, me and Matt Danger manned it. Matty D. And you guys were ringing the bell for the matches. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty fun. A lot of people were jealous about that. Yeah. I thought it was cool. I'm like, oh, they asked if I'd do it. Or the Dick McMackey. <laughs> it's like, you guys just want to ring this? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm spilling beer all over the place. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Almost ruined all the equipment. Eh, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? But that was fun, man. There was like a ton of people out for the wrestling. Bunch of kids. The matches were all awesome. That's why that I was a little nervous going into it. We'd never done the commentary or done a podcast at it before. And and again, we'll get to some of that audio here pretty quick too. But um, I've I've been to one show in particular I can think of. I guess it's only been one show. 
where there was a lot of people there, but they were really quiet. Yeah. So I was nervous that everybody's going to be really quiet, and then it would just be us talking, and it would be awkward, but it wasn't. <laughs> that crowd was awesome. Well, what's funny about that is, um, so like a lot of the wrestlers, and um, you'll hear some of the clips, but during the matches, a lot of the wrestlers were coming out after their matches or before and like sitting at the podcast table. So, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of interaction with them and you guys out there. Yeah. Um, but like when I came out um, and sat out with you guys, the, crowd, the guys that were sitting right next to me at the podcast table, uh-huh. like I think they were listening to what we were saying and they kept chiming in yep. <laughs> with like one liners. It was hilarious. Oh, they were great. They were buying a spirit too. Oh, cool. Yeah, they cool. were good guys. One of them was uh, Dan Cleaver. I used to work with him. Okay. Good guy. And I think uh, we're going to play a couple of the matches on this episode, but also we're going to release the whole the whole show that we did, if anybody really wants to listen to the whole thing. It's, it's pretty good. I, we had a great time doing it, and I would definitely do it again. But, um, yeah, having the wrestlers come sit down, that was pretty entertaining. Uh, Thomas Sinclair, he was kind of a mic hog there for a little <laughs> while. But he's good to have. He's sounded a funny guy. good, though. Yeah, From what I heard, sounded awesome. He's a funny guy, and before we actually did that, I was driving all over Janesville looking for a mic stand to set it up. Sure. We had the, the recording device, which sat in front of me and Matt, and we just talk at it. You don't really need a mic stand. But then we had the mic for the wrestlers that I wanted to get a mic stand for it. But it actually turned out pretty good that we didn't because that mic is a little quieter than the device. So you actually have to have it up to your mouth pretty good. So it worked out good that we didn't have it on there. Yeah. But that was a lot of fun, and we had a big open mic sign. And yeah, that your dude hooked us with that big banner, with a big open mic banner on the table. Like that was pretty cool. Yeah, that uh, he, he did that as a favor. He's starting his own company called Fourth Shift, and uh, I'll put some stuff on the the Facebook page about it. But basically, he can print out uh, big photos like posters, or he can print on canvas. And mm. uh, so he was telling me the canvas printing, the ink is rated to not uh, fade for 150 years. Really? So, yeah. So he was nice enough to hook us up with that. That uh, oh. fourth shift, and we'll put all the stuff on Facebook for him. And Should introduce him to SKD. Well, he's going to be doing our show in two weeks. Nice. So, yeah, they really should get together. They could yeah. make a killing together. But, but yeah, that was uh, Steve Brown. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, uh, Mevy was there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. And then Mevy got to meet Matt Danger. Oh, and then yeah. uh, uh, the Getch, another yeah, yeah. fan favorite. He was there. I know the tag champs were really excited to sit in on the show too. There's some good, there's some good talkers. Those tag champs, especially Bernardino, man. Did uh, Aaron Xavier get to stop by or no? A little bit, but he got kicked out just because there was almost a line of people waiting to get on. Yeah, I know. We might have to do it again because uh, I know there was a lot of guys that were wanting to get on and they didn't have a chance. I wanted to get Getch on there and Xavier. Getch sat down, but uh, I think Sinclair ended up kicking him out. Uh, but I wanted to get Getch because we haven't had him on since, what, like third episode? Yeah, yeah. It's been like 40 episodes since we had him. And then uh, Aaron Xavier, too. It's been a long time, but it was, a, it was a busy time. It was crazy, man. It was a lot of, like, I know I was running around, like, the entire time. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun. I, I defeated two grown men. Pretty grown man. They were big guys in the ring. That was pretty cool. And I, I don't know you, if you get you guys will hear. It. It's not a match that we're going to play on this episode. But if you listen to the whole thing, um, Thomas Sinclair can actually speak Samoan. 
Oh my god. Yeah, he was translating for us, so that was pretty good. <laughs> He's very talented, that guy. Oh, that's funny. Oh, so then after that, we decided to mix it up a little bit after the JWA show. And we went down to O'Reilly's. Actually, that night I beat Andy down there and it was so damn busy. I had actually left for a little bit and then met him back there. But It was crazy busy. And like the, well, the first night we were there, I couldn't get food. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that was really weird because I tried to get some food and uh i you know they they came back it was like like say like 9:58 and then they came back at 10:01 and they're like sorry the kitchen closed at 10 yeah and i was like seriously <laughs> and so then like i had to boycott the whole place that night and then the next night i made it for the food like i was right on time and it was awesome so um, the food there is really good if you haven't been on there yeah and speaking of all things irish and fans and uh, characters on this show it was Irish Fest and a very special guest who's actually from Ireland was actually there and got to meet Andy I've met him before but he, he was excited because he felt like he was meeting a celebrity and it was uh, Dick Bodock was actually at O'Reilly's <laughs> he was he was there he was pretty excited and I, I was, was over awesome. talking to him and I said Andy's over there and he's like Andy who? I said Andy Anderson he's like, I gotta go over there I feel like I know the guy <laughs> That I was cool to see him. I can't do his Irish, his thick Irish accent. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He was excited. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm calling him whiskey the whole time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Andy kept saying something about having a whiskey dick tasting contest, and I don't know if that's something whiskey dick was going to put on or what. But... He said it was in the parking lot. <laughs> so I'm not sure what that meant. But... Something about a Volkswagen, which I said is not an <laughs> Irish car, but... <laughs> Apparently it was at BMO Harris. <laughs> <laughs> it was at Riley's across the street. <laughs> he actually made the joke that when he first came down there, he went into the wrong Riley's. Oh. And for a split second, I believed him. And then I was like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> I know they had a live DJ. <laughs> oh, did they really? Yeah. The, oh, wow. They were stepping it up for Irish. Did they have their sign, their official Irish fest sign? I don't know if they did. I, I just remember they had a sign out front that said, Hey, we have a live DJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sunday morning, Sunday all day, I didn't do much. My, uh, I had this weird feeling like my inside, like my spine was quivering. So I thought I better just take it easy that day. But I did. I kind of wish I would have. I know uh, uh, Mercy had something going on at the courthouse where they had like bouncy house and all that stuff. It was a little cold out. Yeah, but, I heard. Um, I heard that was a good turnout. Yeah. Um, a lot of people liked that real well. Um, and then they also had a smaller version of Rock Around the Block that same day. Mm-hmm. It was like Sham Rock Around the Block. But the weather wasn't uh, 100%. Like, it started getting pretty cold. And I, I, did it rain that day? I can't remember. It was it was misting out. Yeah. But I, I don't know how well that was attended, but it sounded like a good... A uh, handful of people went, were at that. They had, like, Irish music and uh, food and beer and stuff like that down there. Yeah, I drove by on my way. We had a meeting downtown. <clears throat> we'll talk a little bit about that, too, later. But uh, we had a meeting downtown, so I drove by. I drove through there to get to the meeting. And for being cold and misting out, I'd say it was decent. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, I think next year, if they do do it again, I'm going to... Uh, 
not so much focus on the alcohol aspect. I mean, I still will, but I want to get more of like like the like the leprechaun run. I wish I would have run walk thing. I wish I would have done that. And then the pancake breakfast. Yeah, yeah. It is some other stuff. It was all while I was sleeping off the night before, but I wish I would have done a little bit more of that. But a lot of people were asking me like, "Well, where is Irish Fest?" Like, yeah, they weren't sure, and I'm like, "Well, it's at a lot of places." And I'm like, you kind of got to check the website. And there was also kind of like a roadmap kind of a thing. Yeah. So I think it was a little confusing for a lot of people because they didn't, they didn't get, you know, it's not like you just went to like one destination, like like the fairgrounds or something. Yeah. And that's where Irish Fest was. It was kind of like around the whole city. So I think maybe if they keep doing it, this will kind of wet the whistle, you know, <clears throat> get everybody used to, yeah, to yeah. know what's, you know, know that's going to be at more than one place and it's around the whole city and but i thought for the most part like <clears throat> the word got out really well and i heard there was people in janesville from like surrounding areas and stuff like that yeah like they were coming from like all over the place so that was, that was pretty cool yeah i was real happy with the whole weekend i'm like this was just fantastic i, I loved it but but the uh, the thursday night that we were talking about we went down to the armory that's something I think we've been talking about for a long time. And if you didn't make it there, we've been teasing our stand-up debuts for a long time. And if you didn't make it, sorry, because you missed out on uh, us sitting in the corner interviewing comedians while we should have been up there doing comedy. But Oh, I was killing on the stage. <laughs> like, it was crazy. I, had, I was doing all kinds of crowd work. And... Yeah, if you missed it. Like, Holy cow. The fans were just like, like those like five old people were like, cut it out. You yeah. Know? I went up there and panicked and just farted into the mic and walked off. I didn't know what to do. That was like the pop of the night though. <laughs> Which was just because I blew out the speaker was all. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we went down there and we, uh, I tried to contact both comedians. Uh, Tim Joyce was one of them. He never got back to me. But we sat down and we talked with Jerry Donovan who is a comedian out of Michigan. He grew up in St. Louis, but uh, he's he was pretty damn good. Dude's hilarious. When we sat down with him, and we'll play the interview in a minute here, he came off to me as a funny guy, but he, like a, more of a businessman. Oh, yeah. Dude's all business. He knows what he's doing. He's a salesman. He was telling us he was in sales for a long time. Oh, yeah. And uh, Fitness equipment, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Not to say that I didn't think his set was going to be funny, but I was surprised how funny it was. And he really, that, that was a good crowd too, speaking of good crowds. Again, it wasn't the hugest crowd at the Armory, but everybody was. <clears> and well, I know yeah. the comedians always like to play it up like nobody's laughing, but there's a lot of good tables, not just us, but like around us. And oh, yeah. People were laughing their nuts off. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, yeah, he was super funny, for sure. Um, the other guy, the other guy was very strange. He was strange. Um, I'm, I'm not even sure what to say about it. He was, I thought he was, he was funny too. He came out right off the bat, man. He was killing. He was funny. He freaked me out a little bit. He had some high energy, but he'd do this yeah. funny thing where he would like address the crowd in front of the mic and be like, all right, now listen, here's this joke. He kept explaining like why that was funny. Yeah. And he had a lot of butt jokes, butt sex jokes too. And yeah. But he was funny. He's a good guy. He wrote a book. He sang a song in Gaelic. That was interesting. That was kind of cool. That was kind of cool. Do you think he really had a bit for after that? 
He kept saying, he was like, I'm going to sing the song that I got a bit that I'm going to do and I'll be done. I think he did nothing. I don't know. I don't think he did either. Yeah. Because then he was like, ah, that went over really good. That's all we're going to do. Yeah. But anyways, we sat down with Jerry Donovan. He's from uh, Michigan. Books comedy shows over there all the time. You can find him on Facebook and we'll put links on our Facebook page going back to him. But here is the very funny Mr. Jerry Donovan. All right. Well, we're here for, uh, at Irish Fest finally. We've Irish talked, Fest? Yeah, we talked about this for a long time. Oh, man. It's supposed to be a big deal, you know? Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, and we have uh, <laughs> comedian uh, Jerry Donovan with us. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Now, uh, you're, how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, I've been doing comedy for nine years. So, now you're based out of Michigan, is that right? Yeah, I'm born and raised in St. Louis, but I'm stationed over in Michigan now. Oh, okay. So, yeah. You, I was looking at your website, it looks like you book a lot of comedy shows. I do, I do. I have various rooms that I run, some are monthly, some are weekly, so oh, cool. I, I'm kind of in the mix, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then this is nice to be able to step away from that, and yeah. I don't have to worry about ticket sales and promotions <laughs> and this and that, just come do our stuff. So you do the road very much? Or? Uh, you know, not a ton. You know, uh, enough to keep it active and interesting. Yeah. You know, I'm not one of the 20-year veteran burned out, I hate life guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't seem like it. You have a good energy. You're not. I try. You don't look I defeated t- like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's early. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's nothing to be defeated about as far as I'm concerned. That's awesome. It's so, a good job, though, huh? It is. It is. I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. Have you... How long did you say you've been doing it? Nine years. Nine years. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you don't travel a whole bunch, but... I suppose in the nine years you've probably done a little bit, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've done, you know, everybody has those road stories of this, that, and the other, and I have enough of those. Yeah. You know, the <laughs> hotels, the middle of nowhere, South Dakotas, and whatnot, so. Oh, sure. Yeah. South Dakota's always fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's in South Dakota? Uh, nothing, really. Uh, There's yeah. a mic and a stage yeah. at this one bar that, uh, uh, but no, I mean, you know, I've, I've done... Uh, a lot of the road, uh, but at this point, like I say, I'm, I kind of got a mix. Yeah. I got stuff I keep keeps me busy at, at home, and then combine it with what I do on the road, and it uh, makes for an interesting, eclectic lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. What do you think the worst show you've ever done is? Well, thanks for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you. Interesting stories. Uh, you know, actually, the 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 hardest one was a roast for a guy over in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those, I'm, I, I had never done a roast before, and ironically, I haven't done one since. And <laughs> Comedy Central, they make it look really flawless. Yeah. And there was a guy, uh, Mike Bobbitt, who uh, is a headliner, he's hilarious, and I followed him, and he actually tore the room apart. Oh. And then a minute or two oh, in, yeah. I just wanted to say, so let's bring Mike back up, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, I just try to make the most of whatever the situation is, yeah. you know. And, and uh, I have a lot of empathy for people who put, you know, shows on because I know how nerve-wracking it can be. Yeah, so, but uh, but that, that's the one that I always look to and think, man, that was, that was hard. <laughs> so. How do you handle... Uh like hecklers I noticed like I saw some of your YouTube videos yeah. and some guy was like you know shout stuff out during your during your set and you were pretty quick like, oh you, you annihilated were, that guy too that was good <laughs> well you know uh, it, there, that's the thing about you know there's a lot of guys who will you know I, I don't mind doing crowd work I like to know who the people are in the audience you know yeah. anybody's celebrating anything what you know what's happening everybody and you have that little banter back and forth so if I open it up 
and somebody yells out, hey, I brought it on. I opened the door. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but that can throw a little element into it where if you get somebody to kind of gets carried away, well, then you just say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do this for a couple minutes <laughs> and then let's get back. So, But uh, as far as audience participation goes, for the most part, everybody's pretty good about knowing, you know, you can yell something out and be cute and whatnot, but... Let's, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's always uncomfortable when the, somebody the, takes it too far. Well, and, and, you know, as far as that goes, uh, that's one aspect. But if you get into a room where you're, like, inside of a bar and some people didn't know there was going to be, you know, comedy oh, and yeah. they're not there for comedy. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get a table of four or six and it's like, you know, we're here to talk into this and to that. And they didn't know about comedy and you hope you engage them. Uh, but sometimes it's like having Christmas dinner and trick-or-treaters show up, <laughs> you know? So, but uh, the mark is to be able to dial those people in. Yeah. And when you got the full attention of everybody, whether they're there for comedy or not, that's a good, that's a good thing. So. Sure. Well, that's pretty awesome. Now, what did you, uh, what did you do before you were a comedian? Uh, I, I, I've been in sales all my life. Uh-huh. And, uh, for, I did insurance for 15 years, and then um, I did fitness equipment, design, layout, and commercial, as well as residential sales. So uh, that's been pretty much it. And with the way I have my business model structured, there's still an aspect of sales. Yeah. And that, you know, when I have a room and a show and I'm the producer, I'll go get, like, businesses to sponsor. And I have a program set up to where we announce sponsors and tell you know hand out stuff and everything so i do a lot of door knocking i suppose it kind of comes naturally then i mean a little bit it really does it really really does you know you hear like you got to kind of sell a joke sometimes too oh yeah yeah well yeah exactly exactly yeah i was surprised i saw on your website you had like a ton of sponsors listed i do yeah i do it seemed like you had a lot of stuff going on uh yeah yeah i mean and uh you know when you get into a room that wants to do it monthly or weekly I'll go out, and you know, what I do is I'll get one auto dealership, I'll get one beauty salon, I'll get a chiropractor, you know, and it's just a fun way for a business to network and get its name out there. You know, when when, when you cold call or call on businesses, you know, a lot of these guys are getting hammered. You know, you get the cell phone people coming in and, and the this coming in, but I've yet to have anybody say, hey... If one more comedian comes walking through that door, <laughs> yeah. okay, <laughs> don't you see the sign that says no comedians? Tell them I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, so it's something that it, it's unique and different, and, and uh, I get a lot of input. And what I do is I, I tell people, I say, once I have a, a car dealership, that's it. I don't go to another car dealership. Yeah. You know, once I have a salon, that's it. I have a salon. So, you know, it makes it fair for everybody. Now this, how did they contact you about the Irish Fest? Is it because uh, your name? Uh, hysterical Management, uh, who books this room, uh, Carol Pennington, she had sent me an email saying they have an Irish fest. Would you know? I'd be interested in doing it. I'm Irish, you yeah. know. And I said, sure, you know, I'd love to. So that was it. How Irish are you? Hundred percent. Oh, really? I am. Oh, good. My mom's maiden name is Shelley. Yeah. So, and my dad is retired Anheuser Busch. 
So the odds of me growing up a drinker were like a thousand percent, you know. So you had in a bottle instead of milk. Well, you know, at six years old, you get a six pack. Right. At 12, you get a 12 pack. You know, at 24, you get a hooker. Uh, so, so, very essential. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this, I hope this event turns out good. Like, like we were talking about, it's the first one they've done and. There's a lot of excitement about it in the city. Good, yeah. good. So you know, the first one is always get it out, get it going. You know, afterwards you sit back and say what worked, what didn't. Yeah. You know, and next year, you know, and, and that's the consistency, you know, um, yeah. of it, of just saying let's get some traction for this. Yeah, so. it's kind of cool. They got a lot of advertising um, behind it, and uh, they got a lot of business participation. Good. So it's really cool, and they actually have a... Uh, um, you know, like a road map, basically, of, you know, all the all the events plotted out on a map so that you can, you know, leave, leave uh, uh, like, O'Reilly's Bar and then stumble onto the next place. Right. So, all right. Weekend, kind of like a Janesville, I don't know, tour almost. I haven't seen those yet. But there's something going on, like, every day. That's great. So, that is great. It's pretty so, crazy. Now, had you heard of Janesville before? Never. Oh, that's good. Never. This is your first time in Janesville? My first time in Janesville. Oh, man. There's been a few things that have happened here that yeah. sometimes people have heard about, and it's always yeah. like uh, Geraldo got punched by a clan member here one time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's all kinds of history. Here. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm liking it more and more. In yeah. uh, the Geraldo punch, right, as far as right. the clan goes, I don't <laughs> yeah. judge. That was a flash uh, in the pan, anyway. They came and went about as quick as Geraldo got punched, but. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, I saw something. I mean, I Googled it, and they said, you know, and I'm reading it, it says there was a lynching in 1992. <laughs> lynching? And I said, wait, don't you mean 1892? And I said, no, 90. I thought, okay, well, what are we getting? My, I better be funny. A Hispanic so. gentleman. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, growing up, it always seemed like we would tell people where we're from, and they'd be like, well, where are you from? Be jeans. would be like, oh, there's a lot of racist people there. I'm like, you know what? That was like four people. <laughs> right, that right. Made the whole city look. They didn't bad. even live here. Yeah, they didn't even live here. Yeah. <laughs> They're from Edgerton. You know? <laughs> They're always from Edgerton. Yeah. Well, it's it's. I was asking. They said that's the town that. Uh, you know. It's the tobacco town. Yeah. 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 Same with Beloit. Well, not the tobacco part. Okay. Sometimes Beloit is frowned on a little bit. Sure. Okay. Not always. Okay. It's gotten a lot better. See, it's starting to fill up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's early. Yeah. What time does it actually start? Seven thirty. Seven thirty. No, I'm told. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's so. a there's actually a senior meal discount. <laughs> as long as they send it further. I was looking at that, thinking, all right, man, do I have my AARP card on me? I really I don't like know. the dirty stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are you distracted They're by the They're getting it, whether they like it or not. When you're doing your yes. act, you're not distracted by the squeak of walkers, are you? <laughs> Uh, you know, as long as they're coming in, that's great. You know, if they're heading usually, the other way, well, you know. tennis balls here. Oh, yeah. Oh, with this hardwood floor, I can tell. You know. <laughs> the armory. Sounds cozy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a nice place, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, and I walked up, I looked at it and thought, I remember this from Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All I know is anybody that's ever performed here has gone on to bigger and better things. Okay. We like to say it's Janesville, then Hollywood. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's kind of, uh-huh. I don't know. It's only a step up from here. Okay. Okay. That's all we know. Hey, it, it's work, and I appreciate it. Except for one. Chris Shaw just quit. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but. I don't know. 
And it's not working for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, it should be a good time. Cool. I saw something that uh, you're working on a on a movie. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Well, it's a it's a feature length comedy called Off Hollywood. Okay. And uh, we are ninety five percent completed, and it's one of those raise the money, shoot, you know, go back, raise the money, shoot. So we've been, you know, it's been a. It's been a pretty long process. Is this all filmed in Michigan? No, no, no. It's all out in L.A. Oh, okay. Um, I I am a distant contributor, if you will. I get out there. I was on a shoot last July, and uh, I get out there from time to time to talk about it. But we're real excited because, like I say, the finish line's in sight. And it's independent, you know. And uh, Cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a lot of fun, but a lot of challenges along the way, you know. You think to yourself, well, growing up, man, boy, get into movies. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, okay. It's like, it's like any other work. How did you stumble upon this? Uh, a guy I went to college with wrote the screenplay, and he sat down and showed it to me. And then uh, at that time, I didn't jump in because it was still in its developmental stages. And then once they started getting some traction, I said, all right, let's do, you know, let's do it. So looking forward to it. Uh, has some well-known people in it and I can't give it away but it's sure. it's uh is you get to work with a lot of your friends or is it completely separate from like yeah. other people you know in comedy or? oh yeah it's complete it's a whole separate okay. whole separate thing I've made a lot of cool. friends out there you know uh, along the way so but yeah I'm not an LA guy I, I you know I just I just wrestled with I-90 West and uh, I'm sorry you can keep the 405 and all that stuff so nine toll booths oh god you said uh, there's some names in it I'm just gonna throw a name out there okay. tell me if it, uh, what's the guy's name from Dumb and Dumber Jeff Daniels no Blink twice for yes. You don't have to say it. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's from Michigan. That's the only reason I asked. Well, yeah. Well, Tim Allen is too. Oh, no, that's true. And, and yeah. all these guys. No, no, no. It's, it's. Uh, you know, those guys hit the stratosphere. You Was know? that a hint with the Tim Allen thing? Well, you know, hey, t- if he called and said, hey, you know, right. I heard about your project, uh, we're not going to tell him no. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's like I say, it's a lot of fun, and it's been a very a learning experience. You know, and, it, and and just finding out what all is on the other side of the camera. When we see the finished product, it all looks so streamlined and efficient, and it's like, oh. Is it a ton of work? I mean, it's got to yeah, be. It's got to be. It if really you just look is. at the cast, like after a movie, just look at the names rolling oh, by. Yeah. Like, Holy cow. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's yeah. people, you know, they have a call sheet for a shoot, and you're like, what, who is this guy, and what the heck does a gaffer do? Right. You know, what is a key grip? I'm thinking one of those gymnasium <laughs> maintenance guys, you know, but... Uh, What's a fluffer? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Wow. I'm out. Oh, oh. We're, not, we're not that off Hollywood. <laughs> okay. so. Oh, yeah. Your friend that wrote the script, was that the only... Is that his first script he's ever written? Uh, actually, second. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And, you know, when you're on the ground floor or something like that, your success rate is probably one in 50 you know, uh, but it's to me, it's a shot worth taking. Oh yeah, and, that's and, real. You know, uh, yeah. you hear it a lot of times about different projects that stalled for different reasons, but this has been nice because we've had the tenacity to just keep at it and keep with it. So I'd be, I'd, it's got to feel good to, well when it's done. Oh I mean, yeah, to really stick yeah. with something that long. And yep, yep. And uh, there's a, a website offhollywoodmovie.com. Okay. It's got a clip in it. 
you kind of want to take a look at it and, yeah, uh, sure. and and get a taste of it. Yeah, we'll play that. Yeah, we'll, we'll play put it, we'll sure. add it okay. into the podcast. Okay, but. great. Now, what uh, are you big into the whole uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter? Do you do that? Or? You know, uh, Facebook, yeah. Uh, I'm more of a MySpace guy, you know. Sure, we are. <laughs> yeah. New MySpace. Yeah. I <laughs> haven't seen it, you know. <laughs> uh, well, that, and that's, that's pretty much my technology curve is as soon as I get to something, something else comes along, right? Sure, sure. Uh, Facebook, yes. Twitter, no. Haven't okay. jumped into that. Uh, and, and what's ironic is the guy who invented Twitter went to my old high school. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. So he uh, invented Twitter and now Foursquare, and I'm uh, doing Janesville on a Thursday night <laughs> for Irish Fest uh, in the Armory. So guess who Mom's proud of? Oh, oh let me tell you, she's just beside herself. Did you call her up and be like, Ma? Yeah. I made it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You ever heard of the Armory? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Guess who's going to Janesville? <laughs> then you can just hear her crying on the other line. Yeah. We did it, Ma. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, you know, it's it's what it's about, you know. So I'm intrigued by the movie. See, I have a movie script that I always wanted to write. Okay. But I, I always, I never pursued it far enough to really do it when you did you help him write it at all or edit or you know uh i contributed yeah. let's say not so much to the script but what they do is they send me uh, dailies or i'll get a rough cut of what it is completed up to this point in time yeah. and then i give them feedback and i say hey you know this doesn't work yeah to me you know take with it what you want to do with it but i'm telling you i don't think this fits or try this you like tell jeff daniels to slam the door yeah, on his way out yeah exactly exactly uh yeah jeff uh, i wish jeff. But, but you know i contribute to that aspect where it's like hey you know uh try this try that and and you know they call them notes you know and i'm like i'm not writing this down i'm just telling you and i got a feeling you're not writing it down either but uh, but it's it's a collaborative effort that's cool so yeah yeah would you ever want to be like an actor mm, you know i don't think so yeah you know uh i mean let's face it we all have that boy wouldn't it be great to stand up there and get an oscar and this and that but i tell you when you have something, a script that's structured and your lines and your this and your that, uh, and I can tell you, it, being on a movie set is really boring. I bet. You know, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. And uh, I actually had a, a opportunity I did. Uh, Kurt Russell was in Grand Rapids filming a movie, and it was a football movie. And they said, look, we're doing a night shoot for a football game and we're gonna have a crowd, and in between takes, we need somebody to entertain the crowd. I was like, all right, great. Yeah. And I get out there, and they would set up a shot, do it, and then be like, okay, for the next 20 minutes, we're gonna be getting a different angle or whatever. So I would have to entertain the crowd. And again, oh, we, no st- yeah, we start at, at, at mm. you know, right after dusk and go until sunrise. So there was some heavy lifting in that, but got to work with Kurt Russell and uh, Barry Sanders. He was in it. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Did yeah. you happen to high-five any of these people? Uh, Kurt Russell, yeah. I did. And then uh, Barry was very gracious. I got to shake his hand, too. Oh, okay. Here yeah. there it is. All right. One step away from those two now. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got this whole, like, 
twice removed from their J hand. <laughs> okay, okay. So now we got Peyton Manning and Perry Sanders for, right. for athletes. Sure, oh. sure. And Richard Pryor, we're two away from him. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. So. Well, that's good, good for us. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the name of that movie? The Kurt Russell one. Touchback. 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 Oh, I think I did see that yeah. on your Facebook. Or yeah, your, uh, yeah. Your, web, your website. Thanks. Touchback. And then uh, there was a third one. I really wasn't. I consulted and helped them. Uh, it was called the Genesis Code, and okay. that had Louise Fletcher, fr- and uh, you know from uh, the Jack Nicholson movie Cuckoo's Nest. Oh yeah, one floor. Nurse, nurse Ratchet. <laughs> oh, Nurse Ratchet. And then uh, did you get a picture with her? I didn't because oh, I wasn't man. on set. Oh, okay. I, I did. Okay. You know, they had a weightlifting scene, and with my fitness background. They came to us to get the equipment, uh-huh. and I told them how to set it up to make it look realistic. You know, <laughs> and uh, again, real uh, Ernest Borgnine was in that too, but God rest his soul, didn't get to meet him. Uh, so, Nurse Ratchet, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd love to get a picture of Nurse oh, Ratchet. Oh <laughs> man, what a classic movie! Yeah. So, wow, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're starting to do okay. What are we up to twelve? <laughs> well, I think you're rounding up a little bit. Yeah, now. it's still early. Sure it is. Well, on Thursday is the kind of thing people got stuff to do, and then and then up they show. Yeah, so. they'll be here. I know two more people will be here for sure. Right. <laughs> yeah, me and the headliner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know the other comedian? I, I just met him. Okay. Yeah, I just met him as he rolled in, and uh, look forward to seeing him. Okay. You know, I know of him, but I don't know him. So. I think you're doing other Irish-themed shows, aren't you? Uh, I have on your website, or you have. I have in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but right now on the radar, I mean, in October you don't get a lot of call for Irish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For fest, yeah, anything fest. Did anybody tell them St. Patty's is in March? Yeah. I mean, I had to break it to them. They're trying to shy away from that. But yeah. A lot of Germans pissed around here. I can imagine. It's a big F you to I the Germans can imagine, in town. You know. A lot of heat. Yeah. I think they, they've had it long enough. Trying to run them out of town. Sure. <laughs> well, that's awesome. That, what it, when you entertain the crowd, you said. Yeah. How do you entertain somebody that long? Did. You know. Was that hard, or did you just finally just start being like, "Wake up"? Uh, you know, I, there's a, a lot of interaction with that. You know, there's a lot of "Hey, everybody over here," and then you know, kind of play this side against that side, see who's going to yell louder. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, do some crowd work. You know, you do some material. You know what I mean? But. It's a mixed population, and it, it, you, you know, you just whatever's going to work works, you know. And uh, I had another guy with me, Alan True, he's very funny, and uh, you know, we just knocked it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was a little different, you know. You're not doing a comedy set routine; you're trying to engage them to keep them active and awake and interested. Now were they a crowd for like a football game or something? Yeah, like that? yeah. The, what they were shooting was an actual football game. So they had to kind of turn things around here and there. So, huh? I could try to get in a movie somehow like that. Not the comedy part, but, but like more the crowd than the guy doing the mm-hmm. entertaining. But did you get your name in like IMDb or anything like that? No, no. I'm on the credits for the Genesis Code, and I will be for Off Hollywood. So, okay. what's the, the Off Hollywood? What's it actually about? <clears throat> it's about a guy who takes a look at the film industry and is just so. Uh, disappointed in how things are now. They're so formulaic, you know, and he's going to go back and he's going to 
he's going to put the magic back in movies and he's going to make his epic movie. Yeah. Okay, and he's got his screenplay and he's ready to go. But to get that, he decides that to make that movie, he has to do other things, sell his soul a little bit, okay, yeah. to get that project made. So it's about the selling of his soul. <laughs> You know. How far along do you think that is? About 90? 95%. 95%. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. cool. mm -hmm. How do you distribute that after you make it? You know, what you do is uh, we had some, and still have some interest from a guy who has a foot in the doors to, to those. But, you know, you go film festivals, yeah. knocking on doors out in L.A., you try to get somebody to take a look at it to say, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, they'd like it. The distribution thing's kind of interesting because everybody thinks, hey, I got distribution. Well, that's great because you're going to be in Target, Walmart, you know, all these stores. I'll tell you what, if that, doesn't, if that doesn't sell, <laughs> yeah. you know, if that doesn't sell, guess who's yeah. getting their product back? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the distribution noise. thing doesn't guarantee <laughs> success. You know, it just guarantees, yeah, we'll buy it. We got shelf, you know, to fill. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> Somebody comes along and says, hey, you know what? I'm Harvey Weinstein. I like this. It's a finished product. Here you go. You know, then I take it from there. Uh, but you bounce around to the film festivals, show it out in L.A., and see if there's some interest and hope for the best. Yeah. Trying to catch lightning in a bottle, essentially. Yeah, you never know. You do never know. I read a book, uh, Bruce Campbell. I don't know if you know who that is. I have He's... met Bruce Campbell. No way. No way. Yes. Oh, I have. Yes. I have. I have. Yes. Yes. Now, it sounds similar to when they made Evil Dead, how they had to go and they kind of went around to get people to uh, give them money for the movie, investors. Right. And then right. Uh, afterwards they had to shop it around. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I met him in Springfield, Illinois in like 1992. Uh, How'd you meet him? What, uh, what my down? son is uh, a, a big fan of, of comic books and the Star Wars and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, he said, hey, I want to go meet this guy. And I, I took him. And then at the time, I didn't know who it was, but I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, that guy's been in, I can't remember, I can't remember, right, I yeah. can't remember. But, you know. Anybody that sees him, they know him, but they're like... Well, and when he, he's in that show, uh, Briscoe County Jr. Briscoe County Jr. But what's the other one? Uh, Burned. Uh, it's on FX. It's a great oh, yeah. show. Yeah, I, uh, I'd have to look it up. I know what you're talking about. Burns. Uh, hmm. Burn notice. Burn notice. Is that Burn what it is? notice. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's. He, we went to Comic-Con down in Chicago this year. Okay. He does those every once in a while, but he didn't do this one. And I was really okay. disappointed because okay. I'm like, I would have paid for that one. Gotcha. Just oh, yeah, that would have been one. Yeah, he's... Sure. Why? Well, like, I probably watched... He was like an Army of Darkness. I think that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Right. But, but yeah, what, did, when you said you went to go see him, was he at something? or? He was at a book signing. Oh, okay. He had a book come out. Hmm. And uh, I read the book. It was fascinating. And that's another thing that I like to do is read about aspiring actors, you know, and the auditions they go to and yeah. what they all try to do and this and that. And there's some fascinating stuff out there, you know. But he wrote a book, and it's been a while. Uh, but, yeah, that... Uh, that was probably, was it his autobiography, The yeah. Confessions of a B-Movie Actor? That's it. Yeah? That's it. That was a great book. It was one of those books. I'm not a huge reader. Yeah. I started reading that. I read it in, like, two days. I was just like, I couldn't <laughs> exactly. stop reading it. Exactly. Exactly. You know? Uh, he was, was he from Michigan, too, I think? I don't know. I think he was. It's I been a long know. time since I read that book. But, but yeah, that that's a story there that, I mean, if anybody is what needs inspiration to make a movie or just to right. try it. Right. Because, I mean, Evil Dead didn't take off right away, but... 
Well, and for yourself, you know, you got the screenplay idea. Yeah. First thing I say is just jot down, you know, some notes and some this and that. And there's a program, Final Draft. Yeah, I've heard about that. That, yeah. that you know, you can get that. And it's so cool because I do. I bounce around. I write some screenplays, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't really pursue, you know, hey, anybody want to buy this or anything like that? Uh, but you never know. Right. You know, and... Uh, it's a great way to learn the actual process. Yeah. You know, it's very, it's, you know, there's some tutorials that go along with it, but I didn't know. I was the same way. Like, how has this happened? Yeah. And sure enough, uh, I just started researching and looking through and reviewing. I was like, okay, you know, because you do, you go, you hit it and it takes you right to where you need to be mm -hmm. for industry standard. Oh, okay. Exterior, outside, daylight. You know, and then you drop down to, okay, what's what's the action? What's going on? You know, John is walking up to a door. Yeah. Okay, then you finish that, and when the dialogue comes in, you hit, and you type in the character's name, and then you just type in the dialogue. You know, John knocks on the door, you know, hey, is Angie home? Yeah. And then to go back, you know, who answers the door? You give a description of that. But the whole thing is keep... Uh, I learned that... Standard screenplays are between 90 and 100 pages, and every page of a screenplay represents one minute on the screen. And I thought, okay, makes sense. And She's a really small font. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, that's it, you know? I should do that. Sit you down should. and write it out. Write it out. It's all based on this one friend of ours, Lucian. He's done our podcast before, but he lives the most interesting life just hilarious especially mm -hmm. when he first got out of high school him and his friend uh started a painting company called easy painters and okay. just the stuff he would tell me about i'm like this is a movie this is hilarious there but, you go and i, I wrote down notes for it one time but okay. i never went any farther than that but i really should just for the heck of it why not but yeah why not yeah. you know but yeah that's that's awesome I can't wait uh, for that to come out. I'm gonna have to watch it. You know, uh, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. You know, and then, uh, like I say, we're looking forward to it because you get done with all the, you know, stuff, and then you got to go in what they call post production. Yeah. You know, and then edit and sound and all this and that. So it. Uh, Are you gonna do any of that editing on it? I I won't. Yeah. I won't. Uh, in fact, the editor is a guy who works for Warner Brothers, and uh, he's kind of doing this as a side. You know, when you got a, an independent, that's what they mean, independent. Mm -hmm. Guys that are doing it for either scale or nothing and just kind of piecing it together as we go along. So Everybody pitches in. Everybody pitches in. Cool. You know? Yeah. Cool. yeah. How do you do, like, uh, like your stand-up material? Are you constantly writing things down? Or do you go on stage and just kind of feel the crowd and, like, on the fly kind of thing? I, I have a little bit of both. I have, a, a you know, my set. But then I also like to leave a little bit for, you know, spontaneity, if yeah. you will. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And definitely. then uh, just stick to, you know, what it is that got me here. But then also, you know, there's people here. I don't, you know, I, I want to know who they are and what they do. Just kind of feel it out as you go. Feel it out as you go. Come so. back to the right. standard material. Right. Sure. Cool. Yeah, that's a good idea. My dad went to go see Rodney Dangerfield one time. Oh, wow. And it was right after... He put a CD out, okay. and he, my dad said the crowd was just wound up. And Rodney goes on stage, and he just starts word for word doing his CD. Next thing you know, the crowd's just doing it with him. He said it was so uncomfortable. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get that. You know. But that's, that'd be a terrible, uh, terrible thing to have happen, except uh, Rodney went off stage and just started counting money. 
well, you know. Yeah, this sucks. Everybody knows my stuff. Right, right. From yeah. CDs they bought or records back then. But. Sure, sure. And when you go around um, on tour, do you sell merchandise like CDs? You know, or? I have a DVD. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't push it real hard, but if somebody you know wants to, you know, and it's stuff that some of the fun stuff where I work different crowds and different stuff some of it they will have seen but a lot of it they won't Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah I do yeah I've seen uh, like a lot of people actually like we've seen here will have like uh, maybe like CDs or Mm t-shirts or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, and I see that a lot but uh, not everybody some guys don't have gimmicks you know uh, if I didn't have to cough up toll booth money Right, probably right. say, hey, you know, gang, thanks for coming out. That's enough. You know, but <laughs> I got a $38 toll bill. Yeah, I was going right. to say, it's not cheap oh. driving through Chicago. I assume you drove through Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, you know, it, it is. Yeah. It is. But, you know. Got to get an iPass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. How much can one of those be? I think you can drive through once and be cool. So on the way back, you might want to try it. We may, when we went down to Chicago for Comic-Con, we may or may not have gone through a few just to see if anything gets mailed to me and nothing yeah. did. Okay. If I did it, if I did Right, right, right. Pick the, pick the so, real, like, $4 one. Yeah, and, just, and it may have been the expensive it. one. I'm like, we'll just see what happens. There you go. There you go. So I've heard they give you they give you a freebie here and there. but yeah. I don't want to test it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't. I don't. So. I actually forgot about that up until right now. I never did get anything about it, but yeah. But I paid the rest. Well, there you go. It's got to be good for some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, who's like your inspiration for comedy? Like, uh, who's the first comedian you remember like watching or saying like, hey, I really want to do this? You know, uh, the very first guy that I saw that I said, I, w- I want to try that. I really want to. Uh, Johnny Carson. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. He was the first one where I thought I, I'd like to. And Johnny isn't known as a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, let's face it, he was the funniest guy night after night. And then I drew a lot from people that he'd have on. Okay, uh, you know, you go back to like David Brenner. Okay, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know him or remember him or anything like that, but he, Plus my uh, brother, by the way. Hey, how are you? Hey, nice to meet Chris. you. Jerry Donovan. Jerry Donovan. <laughs> so, uh, and, and those people that he would have on, I tell you, Freddie Prince. Yeah. You know, uh, was was that was just a, a juggernaut there, and then uh, you know from there, Seinfeld, Drew Carey, mm-hmm. people like that, sure. and then uh, uh, if you really want to read a good book, uh, it's called I'm Dying Up Here, and it talks about sort of the advent of stand-up comedy back in the late '70s. At the comedy store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Polly Shore's mom Mitzi? started. Yeah. And you know, you see the names that went up there, mm-hmm. and it's like, holy cow. Yeah, know? like Sam so, Kennison going through oh, there. Sam Kennison, uh, all of them. You know, Jay Leno was huge there. All these guys are just, and it's like a who's who. Yeah. So, I might have to check that one out. That would be good. Oh yeah. Do you remember like your first? Um, did you start at like a first open mic or something? I, I did an open mic in Springfield, Illinois in 1988. How did okay. it go? Uh, it was a seven minute set and it went great for about four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized how long yeah. seven minutes actually is. Yeah. Uh, and then I just said, okay, been there, done that. You know, and I had kids and a family, so I wasn't gonna, my kids were real young at the time. So I wasn't gonna be a road guy, mm-hmm. you know? And then I thought, okay, did that. 
and then cranked it up back, uh, like I say, 2003, 2004. So. Do you remember your first joke you told at the open mic? I don't. Were you nervous? I was. Oh my god, I'd be so scared. Oh yeah, yeah. And it doesn't get any easier. Do you remember oh. if you got a laugh on the first joke? I did. Did you? I did. Like I say, I, I rolled along. Yeah. You know, and then uh, then I was like, okay. <laughs> so anyway, you know. Did you get? Did yeah. you just like spit them out really quick? And then you're like, oh shit. Well, yeah. It's like, <laughs> hey, you know, you can pace yourself. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Uh, but Shit, one of the like things, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to be getting close. That's thirty seconds. That's when you're, like, that's when you're like, that's when you're thinking inwardly. Somebody, please heckle, <laughs> <laughs> throw something. Let's, let's. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. Because usually open mics, it's like uh, you're up there in front of other, basically other comedians for the most yeah, part, right? Yeah, you can be, yeah. Yeah. There's some, uh, especially in West Michigan, it's a hotbed because mm -hmm. we got some where it's general population. You know, and uh, they come out, and uh, they're not comedians, they're not friends of comedians, and they're just to see, you know, mm -hmm. uh, just to see. And some guys are pretty good because you get some touring pros that say, "Hey, I want to do seven minutes." Oh, I want to try you some know. material, yeah, kind of work it. Out, so, yeah, it's got to be hard in front of other comedians, though. I mean, if it's a person that's not a comedian, they're probably a little more ready to laugh, whereas a comedian might be judging a little bit more. You think? Yeah. Yeah, you get a different feedback from comedians, and I always look at it and say, sometimes, you know, rather than go for new, I try to tell guys, practice, you know, practice the current. Get a good momentum down for that. But then they're like, well, the other comedians have all seen it. And yeah. it's like, well, you're not trying to impress them. Yeah, right. Okay, right. go for the people who are there just to see, because you never know when if it's their first time, they might think it's great. And the other trap you can fall into is, well, that didn't work. Oh yeah. How do you know? Yeah. You know, how many how times do you, do you know? how many times do you try a joke before you commit to it? Uh, I mean, how three, many times? Four, will... five. Oh, okay. You know, and then it's tweaking it, you know, yeah. and, and then. You know. Yeah, that's similar to. Uh... You, you can come over if you want. I'm just introducing myself. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to say hi to you guys. I'm Elizabeth with Irish Fest and at JPAC, and I haven't officially introduced myself. Oh, okay. So sure. Hi to both of you. I'm Chad. Hi. I'm Andy. Hi, Andy. Hello. You work with Heather. I do. I'll come find you guys later. I'll let you finish up. I All right. I'll let you guys know I'm here. All right. I'm Brother Chris. Yeah, yeah. I'm Jerry. This is Jerry. You know, uh, sorry, sorry. Hi. Have, have you met anybody famous? <laughs> no. Ever? No. no I'm, I'm Brother Chris. <laughs> Did you pass anybody in traffic who looked like somebody famous? He's high-fiving SOBs here. And, you know. He had to have shook their hand, though. Yeah. Okay. I know. Honking away Hi. doesn't count. Hi. Hi. I'm Chuck Griffith. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm, I run the Performing Arts Center in town, and I'm co-founder of Irish Fest this year. So. Oh, great. Well, you, great. Brother cool. Chopped. Brother Chopped. <laughs> so, enjoy your podcast. All I right, assume right. that's what's going on. You should look yep. at the uh, Gazette from last week. You might be a little embarrassed. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He got I, arrested. You know, <laughs> so his name's in the public me record. Too. Oh, man. <laughs> You want to know what? I used to work backstage at Ravinia. I don't know if you know what Ravinia is. It's a big outdoor venue in Chicago. Oh, that's a big outdoor venue in Chicago. Yeah, I ran the backstage yeah. there. And um, uh, our CEO, the year I left, got pulled over with a DUI a block away from the festival the day before <laughs> opening day. I'm like, awesome. I'm so glad I don't work there anymore. Yeah. For that. So, yeah, that's exactly what would have happened. 
Mm-hmm. I know. Well, uh, right. I don't mean to rush you, but we're in no. the middle of a podcast here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank like you for putting like this to, on. No okay, problem. Seriously. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Okay. You feel like it's going good so far? It is. I was just at the library with Cutter Harley David. I've been all over. So I'm harassing cool. people to fill out surveys and ask them where they came from. We got $40,000 grant, so we have to fill out information for If you me. need to get rid of any of that, just let hey, me know. Why don't yeah. you, right. you pull up a chair? <laughs> Can we get you anything to drink? Are you hungry? I'm okay. I'll around on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm on Sunday, I'll buy All right, cool. Saturday yeah. wrestling show. <laughs> All right. Yeah, give an Irish group 40 grand and let's see what happens. <laughs> sure, why not? Sponsored by Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I know. Yeah, that's it. Special thanks to Jameson. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, as I was going to say, um, you know, open mic or like something like that, um, from what you were saying, it kind of reminds me a lot of uh, like pro wrestling. And uh, like that's kind of what I do um, on the weekends uh, just to kill time. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's the same thing, like where you'll have like the other workers and you go out and perform. And they, everybody knows what you did wrong. Okay. You know, in the back, you're all talking about, oh, you messed this, you messed this up. Crowd has no idea. Okay. You know? Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this. You say you do it on the weekends? Yeah. Now, is there wrestling going on early week that I don't know about? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you turning down? Is there a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon throwdown that nobody's letting, dialing me in on? Can't make it Monday. Got to work. <laughs> yeah. There is training. Well, and you know, I, I guess, yeah, yeah, and there, there too. I mean, yeah. you can do, okay, we're going to do this, but then, yeah. you know, and I didn't a, mean to kiss that turnbuckle. So, yeah. you know. And there's a lot of... Uh, That's the only wrestling of, term I know, turnbuckle. And there's a, lot of playing, there's a lot of playing off the crowd, too. Okay. A lot of freestyle oh, yeah. stuff that happens. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't stick to what you planned on doing. Right. You know, it's the same kind of similarities. It's kind of cool. Well, and the open mics are, are spontaneous, and they're fun. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell guys, don't take them too seriously. One of the things I've done, I... I, I I actually hosted an open mic before one of my pro shows just to see how because before a show if you're producing it or running it or whatever the 90 minutes to two hours before showtime will steal your soul because who's coming are we gonna get anybody how's this gonna go and I mean you can wear a path in the carpet just wondering so I thought you know what let's do an open mic well, next thing I know, I got 25 people in there an hour and a half before the show, two hours before the show. And I thought, okay, well, at least it had bodies in the room, okay, who were going to stick around. Mm-hmm. And we may have even had more than that, come to think of it. But point is, is that what happened is I emceed it. I brought the first comedian up. They did their time. Then I went up in between and I started workshopping with other comedians. Mm-hmm. Hey, what did you think? What did you think? And the response was overwhelming. They were like, this is great. You know, and, and the initial first few, you got to, oh, you know, he had great energy, and I really like his, his style, and this and that. I'm like, all right, cut out the nonsense. <laughs> right? What did you really think? Well, you know what? I thought it was bullshit. You know, okay, now let's all, let's all be honest. And uh, the, the comedians themselves were really... You know, because in a normal open mic, you leave and you're like, you know, some of it went okay, some of it didn't. And then other guys will contribute. Hey, instead of doing this, try this. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it takes input. 
Yes, Chris. So at what point, you know, let's say you're like number two, number three, whatever, and you heard the guy before you, and the guy was just a riot. Mm-hmm. At what point did your mind go, okay, I'm going to play off of that guy? Did you see these comedy shows where the next guy plays off of what the first guy said? Kind of like a callback type yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, are you bombing at that point, or are you going, oh my God, I can just, I'm... What will have, like tonight, I'm going first. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't bother me. Uh, and what that, the other comedian, Tim, will be able to see is, okay, what kind of, you know, what kind, what kind of energy level? Is anybody celebrating anything? Or who, you know, that kind of thing. Sure, sure. They can kind of pick up on it. And that's a part of why I do it. Because I've seen some headliners uh, just absolutely. T- we did one, one night at, at this place, an open mic. But this is the one where people, we have a regular audience, okay? And I'm surveying the crowd and this and that, and I said, uh, the Harlem Globetrotters happen to be in town. And I said to myself, well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we have celebrities among us, the only two black guys in the audience, and we have the Harlem Globetrotters. And they were the Harlem Globetrotters. And it's like, oh my God, okay, so I had fun with it. And then a kid, Adam Daggy, he comes up after me and just did a piece that annihilated the room. People were literally on the floor because he did the sweet Georgia Brown, you know, you know, pass that girl to a teammate, you know, kind of thing. And it just killed. So other guys can watch and, you know, see, see what's what. So that's what I like to do. Hey, I have one more question and then I can be done, I promise. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> So, like, when when you're deciding what you're gonna do on stage, obviously nothing in the world. My old boss told me this is original. Nothing's original. At at some point in time, who, who's like, who's your? They may, they, they may have already asked you this. Who do you like reach to for inspiration? That's what I want to know. You know what? I look at the response I'm getting and from where. Okay, because you may have that guy is just sitting there like this the two tables over you may have a 40 year old gal who's just laughing her ass off well I'm not gonna try to convince him of anything I'm gonna entertain those who are here to be okay so that's how I go about I play to the ones who are engaged you know So a lot of guys will sit there and think, man, I couldn't get that guy. He never, you know, he wouldn't unfold his arms. And I'm like, well, you know what? Screw that. Why worry about him when you got people over here? Oh, my God. You know, so. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. You don't want to waste your time on somebody that's not worth wasting your time on. Well, and I, you know, and I kind of look at it. And then what's funny is, you know, like when they start laughing. You're thinking, well, that must have been incredible. Yeah. This, if Chuckles here is, yeah. you know, lighting up. <laughs> you're stopping. You're like, what, was that a good one? Did you like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You like that, ma'am? Would you be quiet? Yeah. For laughter, please. <laughs> Would you mind? No, I think that should be a routine. One guy laughs, you ask that just on that one guy. Well, and and, and <laughs> guys will. You know, I mean, you'll you'll touch on it. Like, so, yeah. 
do you speak English? <laughs> what time do the meds kick in? Right. You know, uh, those kind of things. You know, I'm looking at the audience tonight, and I'm thinking, this is an upper-age crowd. Yeah. Okay? All right. Yeah. You know, uh, and what's funny is there's a lot of comedy that is this demographic, you know? So, uh, the 40-plusers, I call them, the boomers. And uh, just try to have fun with it. Awesome. What do we have for time here? We should probably let you. Yeah, thank you. Let you do your thing. Um, yeah, yeah. up on showtime. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we'd have been fine except Elizabeth came along and I. Thank God it was Elizabeth. She was trying to get her name out. Well, and she did. All I know is her name's forty thousand dollar Grant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. I you heard that, right? Yeah. yeah. All I know is she's buying drinks after this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm in 420 next door, <laughs> room seven. You know, uh, so. All right, Jerry. Well, thanks. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Very fun time. Thank, thank you. you. Keep All an right. eye out Good on that, for that movie. And uh, yeah, yeah. Peruse the website. If you go over, you'll see. Oh, and for then, sure. Uh, Offhollywoodmovie.com. Cool. In fact, uh, if you hit the link there, it'll take you straight to the website. Awesome. So, All right, cool. Check that out. All right. Inputs thanks, appreciated, right. guys. All right. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Oh, he's so funny. And I thought the best part of the whole interview is that we got more high fives on our yeah, list. Yeah, some big ones. Whoa. Some big ones. Kurt Russell was one of them. Nice. I mean, you can't get any better than that. But yeah, that movie, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, for sure. We gotta, we'll have to put the trailer on here, too. I can't wait to it. see that guy again, man. Yeah, he was so, great. Yeah, he was funny. And the thing I liked a lot about him, too, was he didn't uh, sit there and talk about how bad the crowd was constantly. And <clears throat> Tim Joyce wasn't that he didn't do that all that much either, but it seems like a lot of comedians also do is sit there and be like, Oh, nobody's laughing, nobody's laughing. But uh Jerry was just like, Oh, you guys are terrific, which is even funny like when he doesn't get a laugh and he tells a joke <laughs> and kind of you know falls flat and he's like, Oh, thanks a lot for coming out. That's great. <laughs> well it was cool because he went first and like he warmed up the, the whole crowd and like he did a lot of interaction. Yeah. And uh kind of got everybody comfortable and going like for the whole show. So. And he ruined a first date. He smoked this couple that was up there. Oh, my God. Roasted, as Mad Danger would say. No offense, but, like, who comes to a comedy show, sits in the front, and sits with their back to the comedian? The On a first time. date, too, yeah. That was that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and then they were out later. I was going to say, yeah. you remember they are at O'Reilly's? Yeah. yeah. They're quite the couple. Oh, man. I hope it worked out for him, but... But yeah, thanks to Jerry Donovan for sitting down with us, and we'll definitely, if he comes back into town, we'll definitely have to sit down with him again. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that um, we definitely we got to keep going back to the armory. Yeah, we got. Uh, oh, there's a lot of potential there. There's a lot of funny people that come in and out of there, and like I wish more people knew about it, and like would like go and fill that place up because. Uh, Me too. Yeah, you know. It's really great if people would just do it. I mean, they'd, they'd be surprised yeah. how much fun it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. A couple of weeks they're doing Thursday nights, and I think after this, like, they're back to Friday nights now. Yeah. But uh, they have had some really funny people do there. Yeah. And, like, these guys, like, once we start talking to them, like, they're doing all these awesome things. Like, you know, they're going out to Hollywood. They're doing, like, Which, working uh, on movies and documentaries. They're on radio. Right. It's like Matt Holt says, though. It's the natural progression. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Janesville, Hollywood. Exactly. We're on our way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Off subject, but uh, 
I get a kick out of Matt Holt on Twitter. He's always talking about how he wrote something this morning about how, you know, he's starting to feel better and he has to start making phone calls to apologize for last night for whatever he did. <laughs> but yeah, so that was Jerry Donovan. Uh, we'll post all the links to his website and everything that he does, especially if you're in Michigan. He's doing comedy shows over there all the time. He posts on Facebook constantly. Oh, yeah. But uh, so then Saturday night, we had uh, addressed a little earlier how we went to the JWA and we did the the show from ringside. Now, the uh, one of the matches that we're going to play here is a fan favorite. They have the GOAT. I think we've talked about him before. El Chivas Blanco. He is definitely a fan favorite. The Everybody's buzzing about him. and Yes. He had a rematch with the Cowboy. Uh, me and Matt were ringside, and we were lucky enough to uh, have join us the one and only Double A Andy Anderson. Oh, snap. So uh, here it is in all its glory. This was really good and fun match to even listen to. I never thought I'd say this, but you got to listen to a wrestling match. <laughs> all I can say is... <laughs> <laughs> but here it is, the White Goat versus the Cowboy JWA. Correction on our uh, our card. I guess it's Cow Man now. Cow Man, Tyler Baggins. Oh, yeah. joining us now. We got what are we doing? Andy Anderson in the house. Oh, man. Boy, what a first match! Did you huh? watch that first match? Did you see that? We yeah, did. That was something. Uh, you know, I got to give it to Chase. Uh, he's not. He apparently doesn't wrestle as good as a girl, but I mean, he put up a good fight. He's not bad for a second match. He was, he was really he's got good. the spirit. He really got the crowd going, didn't he? We thought, we thought he had it for a minute there. Oh, we got Cowboy in the ring. ready for this one? I don't know if I'm ready. Cowboy's pretty wound up. Cowman. 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 Me, the Cowman. Oh, man. High flyer, the Cowboy. Pretty sweet turnout, huh? Yeah, not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, JWA Donnybrook. You gonna share some of your technical expertise with us? I just wanted to see this entrance. That's all the reason I came out here. It's a big one. Chivas Blanco made his debut uh, two weeks ago. Uh, yeah, he might have a special outfit for this one. Well, he's quite—he's quite the character. He's actually a white goat. Oh, he's the chance. The he's getting the chance. The capacity crowd. Oh! Oh my! And there he is. He's doing a kick line up there. He is wound up. He—he's on board. Oh, he's a fan favorite. Is he, sure. is he wearing a sheet like a ghost? Or not exactly oh, sure what that is. It, it, oh, there he is, right in front of us. Get the crowd on under that. He's got those, his signature floor. <laughs> are those tassels? Is it, looks like he's got sequins on underneath the shirt. Boy, he is ready to go. He is all in. Up on the ring, he actually gave senior hey, isn't that pandering? the getch. Look at that, he just flips into the ring. <laughs> they had quite a fight the last time. This will be a good rematch. 
They may want to call the match already. <laughs> oh, Chivas Blanco up on the, up on the turnbuckle, getting the crowd wrong, wound up. He's taking uh -oh. his shirt off. Uh-oh. If we're lucky, he'll throw it over here. Yeah, quite the outfit. Outfit. Yeah, a sequin and like it's kind of like a frilly skirt. It looks good. Oh, Who's gonna get it? Which lucky fan's gonna get the shirt? A lot of people want it. Ice skating. Is that what that is? It takes a real man to wear something like that. That is a real man. Boy, the crowd is lovely. Nobody went for it. Oh, the one guy, he ducked it. We get a pick we can put up on the... Uh... Yeah, that, that's a good one. <laughs> that's the pick I want. We got the goat, he's crawling up, and he's giving Tyler uh, Baggins a flower. Some, yeah, presenting some flowers, a bouquet of some sort. It's almost like a peace offering. Uh-oh. He is not taking it well. He just stomped on it. Cowman disrespected. Cowman's ready to fight. Let's go, Tyler. Cowboy's not happy. No. That was kind of rude, I mean... He's nice enough to bring. Well, I just throwing. Still sore from the loss last time. Yeah, he did get beat up pretty bad. Yeah, but when someone gives you a gift. Yeah, right. A gift is a gift. You should at least thank him. No takesies, backsies. Oh, they're meeting in the middle of the ring here. It looks like this is about to start. It's like the goat. I came here for a fight tonight. Oh. I don't want none of your funny business like last time. <laughs> It's sort of funny business. He was real cuddly with him last time. Oh, El Chivas Blanco is talking ghost. Just taunting him, waving his hand at him. I think the crowd's speaking for itself here. I think he's got a trailer over there. He's got a what? Cowboy's ready to throw down. Be a static. So it looks like the goat's actually trying to make peace with him. Look me right in my And the cowboy did not. He's not it. happy. He's not amused by that at yeah. all. The goat's affectionate. Yeah. He wants to be petted, maybe. Maybe he'd like some. Uh, well, he gave him oats last time. Maybe he'd give him kissing. Oh, and kissing with yeah, the goat. Yeah. <laughs> the goat is loving it. It's eating it up. Come on, let's fight. The cowboy is angry. Let's go, Tyler. A senior official guy, guy is telling them no fists, champion. The goat is actually doing some sort of an Irish trick now. Goat might not have much in stature, but a lot of heart. A lot of heart. Looks like he works out too. <laughs> and he's, he's, un, he's hugging the cowboy. The cowboy doesn't want it. <laughs> now, Andy, have you ever had to uh, match up against the goat? Oh, Looks like they're hugging again. I've never had to work with a goat. I can honestly say that. Would you, would you like to? I mean, he looks like a good athlete. You know. He's definitely a physical specimen. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. uh -oh, the goat's uh -oh. got him picked up here. 
He's carrying him like a baby. Big bear hug. Big bear hug. Put him down. Oh, 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 oh. Push him right in the chest. He doesn't knock you in a seat. I think the goat's getting tired of this affection not being returned. Goat's flipping around here. He's uh -oh. kicking his foot down. He's on his hands and knees. Oh, no. He ripped out bag and just pants. Goat is not happy. This is not good. You can see his cowboy drawing. But it still doesn't look quite like the goat's outfit. It'd be weird if he had sequin. Oh, Tyler Baggins twisting his arm up. Oh, look at that. This guy's technical. Actually petting him at that. <laughs> Just showing him what he likes. Just showing him what he likes. Oh! There you go. Goat got thrown down. Oh, the goat. Oh. Goat just reversed a headlock with a leg scissors. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's angry. I think he's just trying to cuddle in different ways. Oh, look at that. Oh, cowboy kicks up. Dive on him. Got him in a headlock now. Wrangled him in. Just choking him out. Uh oh, goat's turning. They're going to their feet. Goat's up. He's got him. Got his arm behind his back. I hope the goat's gonna at least buy him new pants. He's got his arm twisted up. Oh, the goat flips over. Sweeps the cowboy's legs. Just a one. Goat is quick. Let me tell you. Down for another two count. Legs right in the mouth. Now that wasn't the, that wasn't the best view there. I thought it was okay. Goats are natural. One thing I've noticed is the goat is fancy, but he's not real big into manscaping. Oh my God! He's on the cowboy's uh -oh. back, slapping his butt like he's riding him. He's got the cowboy in the corner. He's pulling him up, trying to straighten him out here. He's got him straightened out. The cowboy's dazed. He goes the other corner and he's running. Goat's going for a ram. Uh-oh. Whoa! Cowboy! That's a big move. That's a big move. It's a one cow. That was a big turnaround. Goat's shaming him. Yeah, he's shaming him. Shaking his finger at him. Cowman can't like that. I don't know, I think the horns are actually what ripped the Cowboys' pants. Oh, man. This match continues any further, the Cowboys not going to have any pants on. He's got a tear right up the back. Even his shirt's ripped open, and it's getting physical. At least his hat's still on. Uh-oh. Tyler's got him in a headlock here. The goat just slapped him right in the stomach. A little belly rub. A little belly rub. Into the, into the ropes. Goat goes down. Back into the ropes again. Goat goes from belly to belly, but Tyler blocks it. Uh -oh. On the goat. This is not good. Great goat into the rope. Tyler gives him a big Goat's not in good shape right now. But the goat gets back up. Pins him one, two, ring the bell. Oh, no, there's only two. That <laughs> we had in there. Goat's fighting. Oh, man. Looking good. Looks like uh, the Tyler and Bag is actually getting better of the goat this time. Got him up on his back, but the goat reverses it into Hurricane Rada. I don't think the cowboy knows where he's at. He's got kicked in the back by the goat, though. 
Cowboys out of the ring. He's not putting up with this. I don't know if you guys ever been kicked by a goat, but I would not like to. I haven't, but I can imagine it's not pleasant. Oh, Tyler just on the rolled his head on the rope. Oh. Poor goat. Oh, he's got him by the horns. I think now. that's animal cruelty. He's taking him outside of the this ring. This is not going to go well. He's got him down. I don't know if this he's is not going to go well. He's a pile driver, maybe power bomb. He's got. Uh -oh. oh, goat reverse turn. Flips him back into the ring. I think those horns do give an advantage. You know, goats can fly, and I think we're, we're going to see this in a minute. It's a mountain goat, apparently. <laughs> goat up on the top uh -oh. rope. He goes off. Oh! Flips him over. Cowboy doesn't know where he's at. Cowboy doesn't know. The goat is fired up. Goat's the got the crowd going. Into the ropes. He's coming down. Uh-oh. Cowboy's got him by... I don't know how to describe that, but he's oh. him over. Tyler. Doesn't seem to affect the goat though. It must have been a good, uh, good roll. Going off the ropes. Oh. He kicks him and he's out. He's out, out of the ring. He's down by that kid that was. out of the ring. Were any children hurt? No, he's down by that kid that Sinclair was going to fight. Now the cowboy firing up the crowd. Now it seems to be a bit mixed. Oh. Cowboy seems to be bleeding. Oh, yeah, it looks like, uh, looks like his ear's bleeding. Cowboy's up in the top rope now, and he's gonna. Oh, yo, he backflipped oh, onto the goat! He actually backflipped off the top rope onto the goat into the fans! Into the, into the oh. fans! Someone, someone may have died. Oh! Wow. Unreal, look at this guy. High five, there it is! We're getting high fives from the cowboy here. I'm glad he's alright. That was. Oh, man. He may have bled on me. He was lacerated. <laughs> he hit my hand really hard. Yeah. Wow. Oh, he's throwing oh, the goat back shoulder. in the ring. Oh, no. I hope the goat's all right. Pulling out all the stunts. This could be it. Let's get that belt ready. That's a two count. No. There's no way the goat survived. Look at the resilience of this goat. This is only the second match. And it's only going to get better from here. Man. I hope you're buckled in for a long night, Daniel. Are we going to be seeing uh, Andy Anderson moonsault later? I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that's not happening. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh! Oh! He's getting oh! the goat to Grundy. He pulled this singlet right up his butt. That was, that was not good. It didn't seem to bother the goat as much as you would think. Almost seemed like it was comforting to him in a weird way. He's pulling the goat back in the middle. Oh, He's like, ready. I like my shoes really tight. Only two. <laughs> just a two count on that one. Wow, what a match. Oh, the goat's up. <laughs> oh, like he's oh no! He's pulled out. Oh, oh no! Pulled his pants out. You see his butt? Oh! oh, oh. The horns! He got the horns right into his gut. Oh! oh second time! This might be it for Tyler. Goat's fired up. Oh! That is not going to feel good on the goat's shoulder. Oh, look at, look at the goat. Can you guys see that? <laughs> Our rubber band under there. <laughs> Goat's in the corner. He's hurting. His shoulder's got to be broken up. Oh, he's got him by the horns. Oh, yeah, that's dirty. Uh oh, Tyler uh -oh. cranking on the neck. Let's go, Tyler. He's dropping him. Goat's got to make a move if he's going to. He's got to do something, that's for sure. Goat's getting sleepy, I think. Could it end like this? After all that high flying, he's just going to choke him out? We better get ready to ring that bell. Uh-oh. 
He's losing him. I think he's going night. This is lights out for the goat. He's getting sleepy. Gutch drops the arm for one. This is one drop. Keep the love of the goat. Dropping it for two. This could be it. This is the third one. Let's get that bell ready. Oh! oh. Almost dang it. He's pulling the bell. He's feeling the power of the goatomaniacs. The goat seems to be energized. Oh, the goat's back off. He's got an elbow to bag. Oh! Right when you think he's gaining momentum. Right back. Oh, man. He throws the goat in the corner. Oh, he's punishing him with shoulders right in the gut. Lift. Oh, he's got to go up on the top rope. This is not bowling well. Let's do it. He climbs up there. Oh, but the goat had oh, Those horns do do something. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I think the ref oh. should have checked to see what's inside. He stays. Cowman stays. Oh. Oh. That's rough. Off the top. Off the top rope. I think the goat hurt himself, too. Tyler Baggins is clearly. Oh, it's a fight. Clearly out of breath, but who's going to get? Who's gonna pull down deep? Tyler's getting up. Goat's getting up. They're both on their knees. Tyler's on his feet. Goats up, Tyler swings. Oh, big punch. Just walk right into it. Right in his beard. Oh, the goat answers. Oh, oh devastation. Oh, man. Off the road. Oh, 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 holy cow, I don't know what that was. But took him down. Gives him a drop kick. Tyler's in the corner. Goat's going to the opposite corner. Uh-oh, he's getting ready. Oh, Goat's my goodness. Oh, another one. Just drop kick. Right, right to the, the face. face. In that mush. <laughs> he... Tyler. going to be eating out of a straw. Oh, jeez. Oh, here we go. He's got the goat going to the top rope. Tyler's down. We might see more blood. Oh, Tyler. I don't know. Again, it didn't seem to bother him as much as you think it would. <laughs> Tyler knocked the rope. I feel like the skating outfit offers some protection. Yeah, yeah, it might. So we got the goat up on the top rope. Tyler's climbing up there. He's got his belly to his back. I don't know what this is going to be, but this doesn't look good. He's, uh -oh. <laughs> he's got him in something. Uh -oh. Belly to back suplex. Oh, my God. Belly to back suplex off the top rope. The goat. I've never seen that. And the goat was doing the flying earlier, but that might have come back to haunt him. This could be it. If he kicks out of this, I'm gonna be surprised. They got one. Oh my goodness! It's not done. Can you believe this goat? This is crazy. I, look at Tyler's just—he's in. Oh, I can't believe what's happening. Let's go, Tyler. It must be part cat because he's got nine lives. <laughs> he's got me. Crowd is getting behind Tyler Baggins now. This is just a couple of fan favorites in the ring. Tyler pulls in the middle of the he's ring and he's going down the rope. Yeah. Might be his pounding moonsault. We've seen him hit this before. This is not good. This could be over. Oh, he's praying. He goes to the middle. Oh! He gets out of the way. Oh. Goat gets out of the way. Oh! He gave him kissy! Oh, oh my god! Holy cow! No! 
Kissy. Seconds after Kissy. Five star man. You can't get up from Kissy. You cannot get up from Kissy. <laughs> This is something else. What a victory for the goal. Bleeding profusely. That was good. Oh, dude, what an awesome match. I can't believe some of the moves those guys pulled off. They were flying. Oh, dude. Just unbelievable. And that's one of those things. Whenever I've gone before, I've never sat right up in the front like that. But to watch them, you know, when they were, they both had to have headaches afterwards. Oh, yeah. Not just from the cowboy bleeding, but the goat hitting his head on accident and... You know, they're flipping into the crowd off the top row. Oh, and... dude, right into the fans, flipping all over the place. Dude, that one, uh, uh, he took a um, a belly-to-back suplex off the top row. Yeah. Like, that was insane, dude. <laughs> like, crazy the stuff they were doing, right? Yeah. Oh, so awesome. That was an awesome match. That was pretty close to, I'd say, match of the night. That was That was pretty good. But, you know, I had to come out there, dude, for that one because... You know, the time before, I missed his entrance. I love the guy's ring entrance. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, just some of the moves they were pulling off. It was just, I was loving every bit of that match. Yeah. They're, uh, that was quite the, the high-fly match. That goat can really can really fly. I mean, he's just jumping and flipping. And and the fans are so into the goat. Yeah. Like, did you hear him chanting? Like, yep. Goat, 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 goat. Goat. Like, that yeah. was nuts, man. <laughs> Oh, dude, and he had that, like, it was so funny because he had that um, uh, that silver sequined, um, I don't even know what you call it, like an ice, a women's ice skating skirt. It, it may have been women's, looked like it could have been, you know, <laughs> big red sequins on it. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was a tough one to follow after after that, and the crowd was pretty huge into that, and that's the thing about the JWA shows, like you don't know what you're gonna see there, man. Yeah, it's there's something like, oh man, like the, uh, how about like the the women's match? She, what is her name? Melanie Cruz. Melanie Cruz is oh, probably oh, over more than anybody. She gets done with her match, and there's kids lining up, like a line. There was a line halfway around the ring of kids waiting to get their picture or autograph with her. Oh yeah, and it wasn't something arranged. It just it just happened. It just happened because yeah. they just rushed her. What'd you, I mean, she like she worked uh, Xavier that night, mm-hmm. and did you see that leg drop off the top rope? She top gave rope. Him? I couldn't believe it. Oh <laughs> man! Yeah, she's unbelievable. We were talking about it before we started recording, but she's almost a bigger draw than the goat. She probably oh, is. Man. I mean, just judging from the crowd reaction she gets. I mean, she keeps that up. She's gonna have a title shot soon. That's all I'm saying. You should get in there with her and teach her a lesson. Oh man. And then just be like, welcome to JWA. She's a bloody mess. <laughs> Here's my chain. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, the next match that we have was another great one. This was, uh, well, we had the tag team champions sit down with us. And what an energetic. The Killer Bees. What an energetic duo they are. Banks and Bernardino. I had Bernardino sitting with me. And uh, he was to my left. And then uh, we had Matt and then Banks on the right of uh, Matt. And uh, oh, that too. Actually, Bernardino, as he's sitting there, he he was fending off the kids left and right. And you, you'll hear him. He keeps saying, uh, "Yeah, we're trying to do a podcast here. Do you mind?" The best but, part is the S is spelt with the dollar sign. Their money. <laughs> and what a team! They're wearing each other's shirts. I know, right? It's teamwork right there. Man, 
They're on a roll. But they sat down with us for the uh, Barry Wright Texas Pete match, which that spilled into the crowd. You'll hear us talking about that, trying to keep track of what's going on. How about that? I mean, Barry bringing a, a I guess, a divorce attorney to ringside. Yeah, yeah. He well, he does a little. He starts yelling at us at one point there too, Crazy. with a little legal mumbo jumbo. I wasn't sure what the hell he's talking about, but. But yeah, I mean they uh, they took that match all over the building. Oh yeah, they weren't messing around. They throwing each other into chairs. The whole crowd was into it. Like the whole crowd was going up, and <laughs> <laughs> following around, following around the whole building. Like that was crazy. That was, that pretty was a cool. great match. But but yeah, here it is: uh, Texas Pete versus Barry Wright and the Killer Bees. There it is. The champions right in front of us. There it is. They put in the work. They put in the work. Bernardino. Sinclair's keeping that Coke Zero close. Oh, oh, man. Oh, looks like you're getting kicked out. All right, you're out of here. I'm tagging out to the tag team champ. Well, right now, we're going to bring out a wrestler. Yeah. We got Yay. Banks and Sinclair. Or, uh, and Bernardino coming by. Well, wow, you can just talk into this one. Yes. What a match. What a match. Oh, thank you very much. The D Banks is a hell of a partner, a hell of a talent. Yeah, you guys really work together good. You really seem to have a cohesive See, team. See, this guy thinks I did good too. You did as it was synchronized. Synchronized. What do you think of this match coming up here? See, Barry Wright and Texas Pete used to be the best of friends. They used to be the tag team champions. Then there seems to be some kind of domestic dispute between the two of them. Now, D-Banks, thank you D-Banks for my t-shirt. Barry Wright. Barry Wright turned on Texas Pete. Apparently they were best friends. They punch each other in the face. Me and D-Banks are best friends. We never punch each other in the face. I never punch you in the face. I never punch you in the face. Not once in my life. Never. Barry Wright. Barry Wright seems like he's taking on a whole new attitude here in the JWA. He's always seemed a little angry. Great. Hello, podcasting. Thank you very much. Sure thing. (laughs) This guy, Barry Wright. I hope he got his name off that cable bill because you could ruin somebody's credit by not doing that. Barry was the one that got pinned. Barry was the one that got pinned. It's very ironic that he finds Pete to be the weak link when he is the one that in fact got beat. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. Sour grapes. Now, who do you think was the alpha in their relationship? I definitely think Texas Pete is the one that carried the team. Um, Always the better dancer of the two. Yeah, he was a heck of a dancer. He's a heck of a dancer. Beautiful. Here we go. The challenge has been laid out. It seems like sounds like Texas Pete has accepted. Where is he? 
Like he's putting new batteries in his Why key card. That could be a possibility. Oh! Wait a minute. Oh, right. He's behind, behind him. Behind him. No. Taps him on the shoulder. It's, it's not the referee, Barry Wright. Barry Wright doesn't know what's going on. Oh, playing in rights and lefts into Barry Wright. Just going in. Oh, my God. House of fire. Oh, it's coming outside the ring. Barry Wright, once again. Barry Wright's going for a timeout. Once again, taking a timeout. No, for a timeout. Pete's in the ring. No timeouts in wrestling, Pete. Barry. He snuck up on it. That was a Pearl Harbor attack. Here comes. Control. The proverbial house of fire, Texas Pete. Just punishing him. This match hasn't even started He's yet. Not happy. No, it's a hot start to this match. Oh my goodness! Barry Wright has tumbled over the table onto the floor. Oh, he is upset. Oh, this turned into a hardcore match. It looks like it is mayhem. Nothing but mayhem. Punishing him. <laughs> Let's go, Texas! The children are literally running away in droves. Bloody oh, brawl coming down in the Pontiac oh, Convention Center. Pete. Not a good situation. Just threw him into a chair. Oh, he's on the ground. Let's Texas Pete, Pete. hot it very right. Oh. You can see it just in the, the firmest aggression of these punches and kicks laid down by Texas Pete. Nothing but passion. Very right, trying to run to the comforting, this comforting of Dustin, the sales seller of DVDs. Uh -oh. oh, he's gonna slam Barry Wright's back must be broken in several places. There's no padding over there. There's no padding. The fans obviously are hot for Texas Pete. Barry's taking a beating. Oh, he's clearing off the table. He's clearing off the table. We're headed to the merch stand. We can buy. Uh, Darren Banks's brand new, Banks. Mr. Banks's brand new T-shirt, and the Alex Bernardino buy my T-shirt. They're yes. rolling out at that. And the new thing. Alex Bernardino buy my T-shirt is yes. red, not green. So not green. Definitely, definitely want to add that to the collection. Yes, color of autumn. Yes. If I might add. Oh, it looks like he's got a shirt on his head, so he can't see where he's going. He's beating on him. Someone might get hit. Running away from Texas Pete. This is not good. I hope security's keeping the kids away. Can't the quite see. Even started, right? Not even started yet. No. Wow. It's going to be an advantage, Texas this Pete. A, this is a predicament start to this heated feud between Texas Pete and Barry Wright. Oh, it looks I'm like Barry Wright just got a shot in. To, oh. you know, open his eyes and see that he could be better off without Barry. Oh, he just throwing him through the door. door. Barry Wright goes. I've always Texas heard of Pete has been his dominant. I guess absence doesn't make the heart grow fonder. <laughs> no, definitely. Maybe makes him more of a bitter person. Something about a toothbrush, <laughs> Texas Pete actually told Barry Wright, I want your stuff out of the house. I want your name off my cable bill. Oh, wow. And I did hear by Wednesday of this week, uh, Barry Wright's stuff was out of the house and his name was taken off the cable bill. I didn't know they were in that serious of a relationship. They were in a very serious friendship. Obviously roommates. Obviously domestic Right, domestic. Uh, this is just a, this has been a domestic dispute at its finest. I'm surprised there's not Janesville PD out here. I hate it when best friends separate oh like this. Goodness. What is this? Oh, oh he's got what is this? Something in the hand of Barry Wright. Something look good. Uh, the referee just man. missed it. What's in the Bad call by Aaron Getchgetchel. What is that? Is this match going to start? Something. It looked like tape. 
He just hit him with brass knucks. I, I don't. They don't look brass to me. They look I like something. I guess something covered in tape. All right, this match is underway. Like Barry giving the boots to Pete. Choking the life of Texas Pete. It's going dirty right off the bat. Yeah. Dirty I must guy. say, Barry Wright took a pack of a beating at the beginning of this match. I'm surprised that he has the intestinal fortitude even to even to take it back to Pete like this. He bounces right back from he it, He bounced too, right yeah. back. I can't mind you by underhanded means. No, the question I really have Oh, Barry, it's Barry Wright tossing it's Pete to the outside. Just, just an angry Barry little man Barry Wright has become. Just an angry little man. Just bitter. Bitter at his best, former best friend. Texas Pete is lucky that I haven't called the police on him. That was assault and battery. The bell didn't even ring. What is your name, sir? I am James C. Russo, attorney at law, and that is bull. Texas Pete should be arrested and thrown out of this building. He attacked my client Barry Wright before the bell even rang. That's assault and battery. Attorney at law? Attorney at law. Is that, that's bull? Is that a court term? No. Okay, just checking. I like your lime green tie, though. That mumbo jumbo. Thank you. He's you got probably a point. couldn't afford it, no matter how much money you make, kid. That, that initial fight was oh, not sanctioned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of money. I digress. Barry right now working over the leg of Texas Pete. Oh, Texas Pete, he's, he's in pain. Here we go, Texas Pete fighting off. Oh, once again, Barry right. right stomping the knee of Texas Pete. Right back at it's it. Brutal assault. As much as Texas Pete dominated the first half of this match, Barry Wright seems to be dominating the second. Yeah, he really bounced back from uh, getting slammed on the floor over there. Slammed on the floor, his I mean, face wow. smashed in the doorway. What an athlete. He, I must give it up to Barry Wright for being one tough guy, but it doesn't make up for the fact that he is a bitter, angry little man. <laughs> May I interject on this? He's not bitter and angry. It just so happens that every time a partnership breaks James up... James Russo speaking once again. Every time a partnership breaks up, one goes on the greatness, the other one goes down. It's like Gladys Knight in the pits. I'm sorry, that's a It's like Beyonce and Destiny's Child. That's a reference that I can understand. Thank you. <laughs> it's like Diana Ross and the Supremes. You lost most me once importantly, again. I'm not finished. I'm sorry. It's like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty. Oh, Billy oh. Ryan's oh. Shawn Michaels. What is this? Oh. 69 slam by Texas Pete. Oh. Wait, what is that called? The 69 slam. Is that his patented? It's the year 1969, Texas Pete's favorite oh. year. <laughs> Texas Pete, a house of fire once again. He is wound up. What is Barry this Barry turning around. Holding oh. Texas Pete. Some kind of predicament. Texas Pete, oh. what is this? Oh, he's got him. He's got him. He has him. Oh, he's gonna this get is him. a half crab. This is actually more devastating than its full crab counterpart. You're gonna get it all, all the pressure <laughs> on Texas Pete's left knee. Oh, he got Texas out of Pete it. Pete fights out. Dangerous move, that half crab. What is that? Oh. Irish hammer by Big Texas scoop. Pete. Oh, yeah. the nail in the coffin. This could be it. Texas Pete not going for a cover. He needs to cover quicker than that. Uh-oh. Texas no, Pete just wants to go very light. Assault by the Texas Pete. Just like I said, very right. Oh, the brand. Way better than Texas Pete. 
He deserves everything. The apartment, the cars, the dog, especially the dog, because Barry paid for it. Well, I did hear that on the lease, it was in Texas Pete's name. Te- the lease says Texas Pete. That is his given legal name. Uh, the only thing oh, that Barry Wright had here? ownership over right here oh, was the cable bill. His name was on it. He was paying for that. But not, I hear not anymore. Here to come in court. We have court papers. Oh, Texas Pete. Oh, 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 like I said. Barry Wright. Barry Wright. Barry Wright sneaks away. Oh, hold on, no. The ref's not calling it. The referee didn't see that. No? No belt. The fans telling Aaron Getch Getcha that Barry Wright was holding the ropes. Getch has not called for the call. It's not officially over. Barry Wright just groaned it around his fans' faces. No belt. Barry Wright literally laying on the table right now, putting it all in front of me. I will say pun intended, because that is not right, because Barry Wright should not be the winner of this match. Last time I, have you looked at the robot D-Bags? It says you cannot have any leverage on the ropes during a pin. I totally agree. This is, this is it. This definitely can't be fought. This can't be over. This is a travesty of injustice. Seems like Barry's not, he's not taking his time uh, getting out of here. Well, a new face shown by Barry Wright and his attorney, James Russo. I guess more will be seen what's to come for Barry Wright and his attorney, James Russo. Looks like Getch is calling for Mackie. They're taking this breakup, it seems like, to a court of law. This may not be over. Or maybe it is. I doubt this is a far from over. He's on the mic. Podcasting right now. Aaron Xavier. A message was given to me by Aaron Xavier. I I don't wish to repeat it. It actually offended me a little. Um, I think it may have been picked up. I think think this is the time for me to leave now. Oh, he's challenging him. I think I just heard no holds barred. Challenge very tough. No, no rope breaks. It's a rare match. There hasn't been one since 1982. I believe it was against Bill the Stranger Williamson and Will the Choker Williamson. That was a that was interesting breakup in its time. Sounds like we got a rematch. I wonder if Barry's gonna accept the challenge or is it too scared to accept it? It looked like I did hear last month that Barry is a fairy. Uh, I was kind of surprised we didn't hear any of that today. No, yeah. we did not. Except for, you know, the child right next to me. He said, uh, <laughs> I heard it. You heard it. Not lying. Uh, here you go. Hey. Oh, getting ready for the next one. Well, don't forget, you can, know, you can still purchase Alex Brennan's bread by my T-shirt. And that I came to see Daron Banks. Gray and white t-shirt. It's been a pleasure. Love the Ultimate Podcast. Download it. Listen to it ten times. Listen to it ten more times. You'll be, that's the secret to happiness right there. I'm signing out for Alex Bernardino. I, maybe Deron Banks would like to sign out too. Mr. Banks signing off. It was a pleasure, guys. It was always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to have you guys. Good fight tonight. All right, the take team champs leaving the uh, broadcast station here. We got the next. Uh
What a match. That's huh? a good one. <clears throat> that was crazy. How about Barry hooked the ropes? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, stole the win. Yeah, and Barry didn't waste any time getting out of there, man. I don't know. That's I mean, these I I have a feeling this feud's gonna last for a while. It seems bitter. They said something about I I don't know if you caught it during that match. Barry said something about um like he wanted the the dog back, Philip. I heard that. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize they had a dog. I knew they had a cable a cable plan, but they have a dog named Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to learn more about that. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that was a great show. That was a what a great time the whole Irish Fest weekend was. It was a good time. Yeah, we should fantastic. do it again next weekend. Let's do it every let's do it every weekend. Man, we closed O'Reilly's down a couple times. Yeah. We made uh, some serious donations to O'Reilly's. Although last night I, I started protesting. I I told everybody around me I'm not if I don't get another drink, I'm leaving. I probably worked about four times. I probably got about four beers. You were yeah. I even got one out of that. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. I was just sitting there and yeah. I don't want to show my face there again because everybody's gonna be like, hey. You owe me a beer from the other night. <laughs> but no, we we uh we shut that place down a couple times this weekend. Yeah, it was a good deal. That was fun. Yeah, that was a fantastic Irish fest. I'm looking forward to a lot more. Great JWA, great comedy, great everything, and you know. How about our buddy Lucian was down there? Oh yeah. Yeah, cool Lucian. To see him. That was a big episode. He was on there. We haven't seen him in a long time. But he's, he was he's working on quite the beard. He does. Yeah. He's got he's got a almost borderline terrorist beard. Very impressive. <laughs> he just goes for the Amish, just the underbeard. <laughs> but I mean that sucker's down to his collarbone probably. But very impressive that beard. I think we're gonna be doing more stuff with him pretty soon. I hope so. We're out of time on this show to talk about it, but you've probably seen it on our website. Big things coming up. Right. We're working on getting on a radio station. And if you want to hear more about that, tune into episode 45. Oh, yeah. Because this episode, my friends, is all done. So for Andy Anderson. <laughs> and Chad Sheridan. It's been the Open Mic. Slash. We're going to have a radio show. I listen to all you prize fighters who don't want to meet defeat. Listen all you prize fighters Who don't want to meet defeat Take a tip from me See all Joe Lewis's beat Now he's won all his fights 23 or 4 And left 20 of his opponents Lying on the floor They all tried to win but the task was too hard When he laid that hound bone Up against that board Listen all you prize fighters Don't play him too cheap If he lands with either hand He'll sure put you to sleep I bet on him. He knows just what to do. I'm talking to you.
Now he packs dynamite in his left. He carries a plunging right. Either one will make you groggy or as high as a kite. He charges on his opponent from the beginning of the gong. He batters them into submission. Then they all sing a song. I bet on the brown bumper. For he knows his stuff. And lays it on his opponent until he get enough. Now he's a natural born fighter who likes to fight them all. The bigger they come, he says, the harder they fall. That terrific left, boys, is all he needs. But that six ain't right, come with lightning speed. Listen, all you prize fighters. Don't play him too cheap. Take a tip from me. The off Joe Lewis is beat.